Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Talking Games podcast. It is March 16th, 2017. Is that what you just said to me? That is 10 seconds ago I said it was the 16th. And I forgot it in that time. Uh, <laughs> I'm Bobby Shortall. I'm here with Justin Townsend. Hello. It's just the two of us today. It is. It's the two of us. We're like at, old times. It is like old times, and we're actually recording this. We're being honest about the day we're, record, we're recording this and putting this out. It's actually been a week since we were last sitting here talking. That's true. So I have a week more of Zelda under my belt, and you've finished Horizon. And yes. So all these things that we were going to talk about um, in bits on the, on the last show, we can actually talk about more fully now because you have completed the experience. Uh, so uh, why don't we start off uh, not the, with the big sections, which are going to be Horizon, Night in the Woods. We, we, we teased that last week. When you were out for a few weeks, you want you said you wanted to talk about some of the games that you've been playing. Yeah. Uh, so like I said on last week's show, I think I missed four or five weeks and that gave me time to like work through a backlog. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was the last time I was on the show, I had just finished rise of the tomb Raider and I was right. just starting mafia three mm-hmm. and, uh, I played about 10 hours of mafia three and stopped. Okay. Uh, that why game, did you stop? Well, I think is I was enjoying it. And I felt like I'm making good progress in the game. It was just like a standard open world thing, Revenge Tale, and I talked about that when I last brought it up. Um, I was super digging it up until the point where I guess like 10 or 11 hours in, you like you take over a district, you talk to the boss in that district, you take over another district, so on and so forth. So I had taken over all the districts, and then like all of a sudden it was like, boom the actual game open world game starts it was like now there's race race icons oh boy and um each of those people i had to i knew i had to like install loyalty in them Mm -hmm. so they had like big loyalty missions i would have been fine with all of that the no fast travel thing eventually like broke me Mm. because it is one of the biggest open world games i've ever played um I would say, like, on the same type of si- uh, like size and scale as GTA V. Like, no, there was no fast travel in that game. Like, you could call a taxi and stuff, mm. but you couldn't just, like, warp the point, mm. you know, from A to B. And that's a lot of what was happening in Mafia. So, I, I remember I was like, I, I need to go down uh, into the swamps. And it was like, it's 3,000 uh, meters <laughs> away. And it was like, all right, well, I drove all the way there. And then I had to drive all the way back. Ah, okay. And I was like, okay, that's it. Mm-hmm. That that was my uh, my breaking point. And then I, I ended up watching the ending on YouTube. And there was a bunch of different endings for the game, which seemed cool. I mean, if if you can deal with that, God bless you. <laughs> um, I cleaned up some Platinums, which I said I was going to do. Uh, Titanfall and Battlefield 1. Battlefield 1 was a tough one. It was uh, There was a couple of... Um, story missions that you had to do like i forget what they were called um like uh challenges you had to do for the story missions and some of them were like ridiculously hard like getting through this one area of the game um in the tank mission without getting seen i had to kill everybody without being seen or heard it took a while (laughs) uh hugh was on that day when i was playing and he was like can we play and i'm like not until i finish this uh then we finished and i felt great and we 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 died a lot in the multiplayer (laughs) um and then i put about 20 something hours into for honor so let me ask you a question why because whenever i talk to you about the game you seem to be not positive about it it's amazing what i'll do for friends (laughs) so my buddy uh that i visit in florida um after the last beta i played i was like this just seems not right like there's i want to like this um there was a lot about For Honor I wanted to like, um, and that I still, looking back at it, do appreciate. Like, 
I like the customization. I like um, I like the way that you could take you know at the end of every match you have a chance for getting armor or loot and then scrapping that loot and putting it into something else um, as a thing for me. I like seeing numbers go up and numbers go up in that game. Uh, but after the last beta, I was like. I think I'm good. Like, I don't really want to jump into this because it reminded me so much of a fighting game. And I was right. So my buddy in Florida was like, hey, I'm thinking about getting this and we haven't played something together in a while. And I was like, fine. So I ended up picking up a copy on Amazon and I played with him once. <laughs> once. <laughs> once. Well, I, meanwhile, I put in 20 hours uh, into the game with some of the guys that I play with, our friend Cody and some others. And that game is a nightmare. It is a nightmare of so many things. Um, it is a fighting game. It like it masks itself as something else, um, but it is a pure to me fighting game. Um, I will not be surprised to see this thing in like tournaments mm-hmm. coming up. So yeah, like I I played the campaign for a couple of hours and just like lost interest in it. I mean, f- what it's doing is fine. It's doing like it's it's a tutorial, which a lot of campaigns are now for, especially for like big multiplayer games. Like if you look Battlefield's campaign, it's really like it's an enjoyable campaign. The story they tell is really good, but what it's teaching you is how to like prepare for multiplayer, right. and that's exactly way more what this game was doing. Um, like every you started as a knight, and so you play as a few of the knight classes. So you play through all of them at one point, and then you move on to. Uh, Vikings and I like I stopped playing like midway through the Viking part, um, and then I just like all right let's just let's just do this multiplayer thing. So their main multiplayer mode is Dominion, where you are facing off against all the the it's like four on four with all the AI and that mode that mode is just nightmare fuel uh, because it's just a whole lot of um, people like running up and ganking you from the side and nobody really knowing what what's going on. Um, I. I hated that game so much at that point after playing that for like a couple of hours that I wanted to break the disc in half. Not even just return it. I wanted to break it in half. <laughs> um, and then eventually I started playing some of the other modes and I enjoyed those better. Um, I enjoyed um, the, there was like a free for all mode, like a four on four um, skirmish they called it. And so it could be like, there are points here to take, um, but there's no like real minions on the map. Uh, or it, sometimes it would start you off. It's a four on four, and you start facing an enemy. Like that is your target, mm. and that I found to be pretty cool because I'm never gonna remember fighting game buttons. Like I, if you look, they have move lists, and I can't mm-hmm. commit those to memory. No matter how hard I try, I will always forget and just start spamming buttons. So what I did was I picked the cheapest class. <laughs> I didn't know that at the time, uh, but the peacekeeper is the knight class that has two blades. She's small, and she could hit fast. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm having success as her. I found out I was having success as her because she's inherently broken. But, like, that's a cool feeling. That was a cool feeling of, like, hey, I got my guy. Mm-hmm. Like, now it is a – if you do the execution, they can't be rezzed. Mm-hmm. So it is now a, a four on three. And, like, that's a really good feeling of this is my this is my singular target right here right now this will like if I beat this person we'll have an advantage in the match like I know that so that I thought was pretty cool um the two on two stuff I thought was brilliant because you'd be fighting like I, I went in there expecting what I was ex- what was seeing in the rest of the modes where it's like a three on one all the time and I am always the one but in there it was like very gentlemanlike 
I'm fighting my guy, you're fighting my my partner is fighting the other person. Whether or not I win or lost, like I lost my first one and I was like, Cody, get ready, here they come. They're gonna be like ganging up on you. He's like, nah, he's gonna wait. And he did it. The other dude just stopped and waited for that battle, that 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 duel to be done. And Cody ended up beating that dude's partner, and then that guy started fighting Cody. So it was like the game's not like you don't have to play it that way, but that's the way the community just went. Mm-hmm. Like in every match I had played. But I think the real problems with the game is like the the, um, the leveling. Um, that armor that I talked about, you can, I mean, I don't know how people exactly were doing it. Like either buying, they weren't buying the armor, but they were buying armor packs. And so what happens is after you hit level 20, you start getting better gear to drop. So like it's color coded. So you would start, you hit like prestige one after level 20 and you would start getting blue drops, which would inclu- increase your armor score. Increasing your armor score um, would allow you different bonuses. So you could like spec out in different ways. Like, oh, I want better offense. I want to be able to run faster. I want a, more stamina. Or I want revenge mode on the second time I get hit. And you're running into people. It's like, cool, I have played this game for an hour. And I'm fighting somebody who's got a purple armor score. Like, they're, they've prestiged five times and their armor is all purple. Mm-hmm. Like, that is not fair. Right. At all. And now again... We somehow beat teams that were set up like that. And I think that's just a thing of like, hey, sometimes skill can over completely overcome um, whether you have better gear or not. Mm-hmm. Not that I was being skillful at all, uh, but my teammates were. <laughs> but there was times where it was, I'm running out of the base and there is an enemy in front of me and they blocked me um, one time and then I fell to the ground because they had revenge mode set for if they did one successful block, they were going to be overpowered instantly. And... Like, I feel like that's just not right. Like, it's just, it, it's not balanced. Their online multiplayer is just not balanced at all. Um, and aside aside from that, the player hosting servers are bad. Mm-hmm. Like, it's 2017 that they should never be the case. They're peer-to-peer, right? Yeah, so it's like, I'm losing this match. I don't know that I'm the host, so I quit. And now I've quit, so the, everybody else freezes up mm-hmm. until it figures out a new host. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I remember that used to happen... Uh, like Halo three days because there'd be because those were peer to peer servers a lot of times. So when someone would drop, it would it would go to like a hitch screen really quick and say like finding new host and then would bring you back into the game. It's crazy that's still happening now though. The thing with that with those is um, if you're playing like a in a game of Halo, mm. I I played tons of Halo and I don't remember in the entire years I was playing Halo in the twenty hours I played for Honor, mm-hmm. people just quit constantly right, yeah it's like in that mode i was talking about where it's a four on four and the guy i just killed right off the bat he just quit and so now we're waiting for like 10 seconds and that screws up other people fighting because mm-hmm. now when you come back you're not exactly where you were right it's a nightmare we, we got kicked out of matches like their online multiplayer is a mess and now going now granted this is going back like two weeks so i haven't checked back in with it in a few weeks it could be fixed by now um you still have the game i still have it for like another week jordan needed a new bed <laughs> so Amazon had the bed that we wanted. <laughs> I might check in with it again before before uh, I send it back. But I don't know. Like there, there's something there, but it's missing or just like it's not calculated correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's worth looking at, like because there's no other, there's there's nothing else like a great comparison for it. When you're playing it, you're like this feels unlike anything I've ever played, and right. I've, I've maintained that from the the second I tried it at PSX to the last time I played it. There's nothing else that's comparable to it. 
uh, they just got to like really clean up some of some of the you know the outer workings of the game. And if they did that, I think it could be really good. So I mean, they, Ubisoft says they're going to support this, and like I said, like I can see this eventually becoming like a staple of evo or something where you know it, it, it sneaks in there like you know smash brothers became a part and some other games have like carved out their little corners of those tournaments like i could definitely see one-on-ones becoming a big thing in there i mean they've already started uh pushing this as like an esport yeah thing so. and i i i think like I, i've watched like high level players play because it was like show me what i'm doing so wrong and i'm watching and it's like well i'll never be able to do that mm-hmm. ever uh, I mean, they, they have tutorial videos in there where it's like, learn how to play this class, um, which is like, it, it's nice that they have that, um, but they're not really like super fleshed out. Like it's just a video playing and you could like pause it, and, but you can't really rewind it. And then you have to like watch the whole thing over again. But if you watch them, you pick up some things. It's a, it's a weird game. Right. All right. What else you got that you were cleaning up? I think that was it. That's it? Yeah. I played um, Adrift really quickly. Oh, um, it was super cheap at one point. It was like five bucks. Yeah. Uh, I got it because I was planning on borrowing one of my buddies' PSVR, uh, okay. and I was like, "Well, I'll just download this because it's five bucks, and I want to see what this thing looks like in VR." And then I ended up that was like the, the week I got sick, and then I never borrowed it because Horizon was coming out, and I was like, "All right, well, I'll, I'll borrow it when there's nothing else to play sometime next year." Yeah. So I, I played that for maybe like a, an hour or so. Um, that was before I bought Night in the Woods. Because I I, when I originally saw Night in the Woods, I was like, no, I'm not going to play this. I'll play uh, Adrift instead. And then I You was definitely like, had the tone of like, okay, if everybody plays it and they love it, I'll play it two weeks before we do Game of the Year or something. You definitely yeah. had that tone of voice about, what are you talking about it to me? Well, yeah. When, we'll, we'll get into it in a, in a, in a little <laughs> bit. Um, but uh, Adrift is okay. Like it, That's what I heard. It, it It's interesting like it's frustrating Mm -hmm. it controls like it controls like a game in space Mm -hmm. not like the games in space you've ever played before (laughs) going and finding um you run out of oxygen like super fast and that's like the entire game that's the part of that that made me not want to play the game was that idea there is a lot of it around Mm -hmm. a lot of it around so it's i died twice um mainly because i like ventured out way too far trying to like i kind of i got a little bit lost (laughs) Um, but it's like there are oxygen canisters everywhere, but the problem is sometimes like you're floating towards it, but you have to hold square and then your hand actually reaches out for it to grab it. But sometimes it could be like a few millimeters off and it's like, nope, you just missed. And now you floated past it and now you're using your oxygen to try and boost yourself back in the other direction. The game probably make me claustrophobic if I played it actually in VR, which is why I want to try it. So (laughs) I'll check back in with that when I have that uh, headset on. All right. Uh, do we want to talk about uh, Horizon or Night in the Woods first? What do you want to do? Horizon. Uh, let's just go Horizon. Okay. So I, we talked about this last week a little bit. I don't, I've only still only played about six or eight hours of it because I've been in full Zelda mode, but you have finished it at this point. Yes. Um, and you sent me some pretty glowing text messages. Yes. it's so funny because I think we both have this instinct when the other is really positive about something is to be sort of like a little bit snarky back to them. I never noticed. And, and I, I was, I, I had like written out something snarky and I was like, why are you sending something snarky? You also are enjoying the game. There's no reason to send something snarky. I like deleted it and was like, all right, awesome. (laughs) Horizon is a hell of a video game. Like a hell of a video game. Uh, I'm 34 hours into the game. I just completed the main story yesterday. I'm level 47. Um, at a certain point, 
I just got to the point where it's like finish the main quest. Mm-hmm. Like I was doing side missions and hunting grounds and like all that stuff. And at a certain point, the story grabs you and is like, let's go. Mm-hmm. And from there on, it's like, I have to see this through. Um, it is, I, I'm trying to like, I'm, I'm trying to think if something else beats that for me this year, that will be a hell of a video game. Um, there's so many things about Horizon that just like stand out. It's a, it's gorgeous, mm. and that means a huge deal to me. Like visuals and games, if you listen to this show, they mean a big, big thing to me. And Horizon is maybe the best looking console game I've ever seen in my life. Uncharted Four, like I in the while I was playing it, I was like trying to debate whether this or Uncharted Four looks better, and Uncharted Four looks better. Um, their facial capture is better. Oh yeah, way better. Yes. But the while I was like at, at first I was like mm, this doesn't like Horizon doesn't look right. Um, Alloy or Aloy, she looks perfect. Yeah. But the rest of the characters have a little bit of a shine to them. They mm-hmm. look a, like literally too shiny. Yes. But she looks as good as anything in Uncharted. Um, but Uncharted gets the the mocap with when they're talking mm-hmm. just a little bit better. Yeah. But Horizon beats it in everywhere else because Uncharted is a linear game. Yeah, there's a lot more of Horizon. So yeah. there's like for me, like just I mean, again, I've only played a certain amount of it. But for me, the I it's it's the scope of Horizon is so much bigger. Yeah. Like if, if I were going to take individual visuals, I would still say Uncharted beats it because there are. I mean, again, I haven't played it through it. You have to. You have right. to play through it because uh, there are there are parts where I was like, this is. Like I'm standing on the on the edge of a mountain, or I'm standing at at the bottom of a canyon. Um, there's waterfalls. It I'm in a forest area. Mm. Like the way that the, the lighting is coming through the water. It's like this looks mm. unbelievably good. Like, and I hold Uncharted as like as the benchmark for right. does this game look good? Right. And at certain points, Horizon just shoots right past it. Cool. I'm looking forward to that. Um. The story is like is the, the the surprise of Horizon to me because I always thought that I mean the second any type of like gameplay details came out I'm like oh they're making a Far Cry uh, and I like Far Cry games yeah. I liked three and four a good amount I could not tell you what happened in either one of those <laughs> stories I don't care I skipped any any point where somebody was talking I skipped it right because I'm just there to like mess around in the world and kill animals and craft pouches and arrows mm-hmm. and do all that stuff. So imagine a game that does something that I really like there and then adds on a really good story on top of it and you have something special. Mm-hmm. So when I first started playing it, I think I got like three or four hours in. I, I texted you and I was like, hey, I'm in. Like, I mm. think this is really cool. But at a certain point, it just gets so good. The story, like, there's an entire level which is like a, is a huge exposition dump. Mm-hmm. And they're doing it through mostly like holograms and voice logs and text. And I normally couldn't care about any of those things. But I became so immersed in the world that they built that I actively sought it out. So, like, I got to a room where there was, like, five data logs, and I'm like, well, I have to listen to all of these. So I play one, not move, listen to it. <laughs> then I play another, do the same thing, to just get every ounce of the story that I could. I won't, obviously, not going to spoil anything. Um, but it finishes up in, a, like, a super strong way. Um, it leaves the door open for more uh, after the credits, of course. Um, there Nick is Nick Fury shows up and he's like I need you to join the Avengers initiative <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> um, 
there's a surprise character that I didn't know was going to be in the game. And when you come across that person, you're like, oh, cool. I like this person and other things. Okay. Um, man, it's, it's just, it's really, really good. The The fighting of like the bigger things yet, like what's the biggest thing you fought yet? Not, not nothing too big. Okay. Um, I can't remember. I, there was one thing I had to fight was, that was pretty big, but nothing huge. All right. So my first battle with a Thunderjaw, which is like their T-Rex stand-in, mm. um, took me like, it was like a 10-minute battle of me just like woefully un, like unprepared to fight this thing and like, no, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, my first fight with him lasted about like four seconds because he like whipped around, hit me with his tail and killed me instantly. But the next time, it lasted 10 minutes. And the thing is, it doesn't get old. Like those fights never get old to me because it's like, the stronger you get, the and the more weapons you get, different armor that you get allows you to do different things, and you could approach each battle differently. Like you walk up, and at some point you can. This isn't really a spoiler; it's like in all the marketing. But like at a certain point, you could like override some of the animals, and um, you could override almost any of the machines you see in the game. So it's like, oh, that T Rex dude, I could make him go fight for me, right? So it was. It's like this, like puzzle. Of like, all right, but how? I don't know what point I have to walk up to him to be able to hit that sweet spot where it's like hold triangle to override. So like, I I took a guess once and it was like I thought it was his foot. It was like, nope, not his foot. And now he's see, he's seen me. Now he's trying to trample me down. Um, you can like you can shoot the weapons off of the animals mm-hmm. and the, or the machines and sh- use them in the fight against them. Like I, I think that stuff is great. Mm. Um, the rope caster that allows you to tie down them is, you know, super useful. It's, oh, like, I, I, I don't know, like, I, I I try not to be overly positive when I play something this good. But, like, I, I don't really find, I can't really find anything wrong with it. I, I Usually those games, like, towards the end, like, with even with the Far Cry, it's like, at a certain point, like, it's like, I'm just running past everybody now. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care, I don't care. But to give you a reason where it's like, if you're running past a big group, you're like, like, I really use some wire right now because I use rope caster so much. It was like, well, let me take these guys out. Um, and then you'd see, like, a big herd of them. It was like, well, these guys are going to have some nice modifications for me if I take them all out. So I'll just do that. But the game is hard. Mm-hmm. It's not like when I was first playing in this first couple of hours, I'm like, I wonder if I should bump the difficulty up because this is kind of simple. But as the game progresses, you get into fights where it's like you are fighting three behemoths because they're always in a, in a group and you accidentally kited them too far and now you have long legs in there and for some reason the glint hawks are flying above you and they are the worst <laughs> uh, so now you're fi- you are fighting seven or eight different machines at one time and a lot of them can bring you down in like two hits so you're doing a lot of dodging and weaving and tying people down and being like i'm coming back to you in a few seconds don't move and moving around and stuff, it's really good. And like a small little little thing, I I found great. Um, I was in a, like an actual part of the map um, where there were canyons, and I was running up towards trying to get like one of the collectibles. And my character, she uh, Aloy, fell or something, and she like called out, and her voice echoed. Mm. And I've never heard that in a game before. <laughs> and it's such a tiny little, like yeah. a, a tiny little thing, but it like it paid attention to like detail, mm-hmm. um, which I like again I'd never really seen that before in a yeah. game. Yeah, I mean those things are the things that 
you 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 appreciate and look at when a game is as good as this kind of game is. Like I, I think I mentioned last week, we we're talking about Zelda when I changed my weapon from a sword to an axe, and the the bottom of the axe was clinking against the rocks when yeah. I was climbing on them. It's the same type same of same type of thing. Yeah, uh, I will say that the writing is pretty good. I mean, yeah. there are, there are characters um in the game that will say things, and you're like, Ooh, "What did you? Why did you say that?" And then later in the game, they're like. I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got to clear that up. And like, I mean, in it, it's a like, it's a progressive game where we have a female protagonist, and we're like, that's a thing that's <clears throat> becoming very, like super important, and we mm. want to see more of that. And like, the game, it doesn't do the thing where it's like trying to like overly throw it in your face, like, mm. hey, we're trying to be progressive, but it does it in like a very slight way that you feel amazing about. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, this is. This is how people should react. Yeah. This is how people should talk. Um, it's a standout, like a standout game. Like one of my definite favorites. One of my, I, I texted you yesterday, like one of my top whatever open world games of all mm-hmm. time. Uh, and I am, like I said, level 47, uh, 34 hours in. I'm d- debating whether or not I'm going to go for the platinum. I really don't like the, um, uh, like there's these hunting challenges you have to do. I was going to ask you about the hunting challenges. They get hard. Um, yeah. Do you, are they something that you you think are worth doing? Yes. So okay. here's here's why they're worth like because at least, those are the things in game and those are the games I always avoid. I usually like them. I know you do, and that's why I'm wondering. Um, at least finishing one of them and getting the like the first one you come across is really simple, mm-hmm. and you can get three blazing suns, which is like the gold medal in them. They're like these challenges that you do. So it's like. Make X amount of the deer stand-in robots blow up in like a couple of seconds. But when you figure out how to do it, super easy to do. It's like and a couple other ones like that. If you get three gold ones and you go to the big city, which is like your quest in the game, um, you could enter the hunting lodge. And the hunting lodge breaks off into its own other like side quests. The side quests in the game are really good. Uh, that side quest there that I did in the hunting lodge is like one of my favorite. Uh, I will say something else that's really good. They do a really good job making you hate people. <laughs> like there are a couple of characters that you come across in the game where you're like, you know, um, you're the bad guy. Like I'm trying to think in Far Cry Four, I forget who was playing the bad guy. Nolan uh, North. Nolan, the, who was, playing, was it was Nolan North the bad guy? guy, or was it Troy Baker? Troy playing, Baker. Troy Baker was Troy playing Baker. the bad guy. One of those guys. But he was so comical. Like, yeah, I get it. You're trying to be like overly villainous. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. But in here. Um, they do a really good job, and I, again, I'm not going to spoil anything, but like you are different, and certain characters will let you know you are different, and I spit upon you because yeah. of it. So like you come across some of these characters in the game where you're like, I really want to see you get punched in the face, <laughs> and you have those opportunities later on where you can you know show them up, and like I I specifically did certain quests because I wanted to say I wanted to see that guy get him his comeuppance. Mm-hmm. I wanted to like be there when it happened, right? And it was great. Uh, I noticed at the beginning of the game, and I don't know how far this goes forward, uh, there there are sometimes choices that you can make to do things or not do things, and they, they're more about sort of coloring the character than they are about the events of the of the story. They are pretty binary. They're pretty like, do the dicky thing, do the good thing, you know? Well, they, they, they focus it by, um, there's a heart icon, a yeah. brain icon, and a fist icon. Yeah. Or something like a fist. I forget what it is. I never chose that one. I just right. chose heart, because... Aloy is awesome. Yeah, uh, Aloy. Um, that's what I mean. Like, it's like, very. It's it's almost like Mass Effect, right? Where it's very binary in what I'll you're doing. S- I will say, I always chose heart because that's just the way I wanted to go for yeah. her. 
But the one with the brain, like the intelligent option, like it wasn't ever a bad choice. Like I, I should have just done it a couple of times to see how it reacted. But like you would, um, there, there's this one point where there's a kid that you're when uh, I don't want to spoil anything there. So I'm okay. trying to think of a different way. Um, there'll be like a choice where it's like I could be compassionate. Like this guy is being a dick to me. Right. I could be compassionate towards him. I could call him an asshole or I could like use my intellect to like make, try and make him see a different way. So like that middle option is like, I I didn't think any of those options were like bad in mass effect ones where like you're playing like, you know, um, uh, Paragon or Renegade. Like obviously one of these is bad. Yeah. Give them like, give them water or kick them out a window. It's kind of (laughs) the choices in mass effect. Help them or stab them in the eye. Yeah. It was like that in infamous too. The, yeah. Yeah. But this, like this middle one, it never seemed like it was the bad way Mm -hmm. to go. Um, and I didn't know this, but like doing the side quests at the end, like at the end, there will be people that will, um, depending on like how many side quests you could do uh, again, this isn't really a spoiler, but of, of course at the end of the game, there's going to be a big fight. Right, I guess. And course. like you meet the characters that you meet, uh, like you met along the way. And so when I played it, um, and then I, I beat it, I, I looked up and I was like, oh, like there was a whole mess of side quests that I completely missed out on. And like, um, I could have had these people with me there at the end uh, to like brace for like the big, the big finale. Right. Uh, it, it, like in a cool, like mass effect way mm-hmm. they, they did that. Um, so yeah, I mean, Horizon gets uh, like the best recommendation I could give. Cool, very cool. I'm excited to dive into it once I'm uh, finished with my Legend of Zelda. The only thing I worry about adventure. is like, I know you in open world games. Yeah, but the difference is the only difference is is that the setting in this is very interesting to me. So I think that will carry me through a lot of it. Um, and the story seems very interesting. The story, like that's the part that just blows me away. Is like. I can't stop thinking about the story. Right. Like that's how like that's how much I really enjoyed it. Like if you're a fan of the Matrix or the Terminator movies, like this game is for you. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't come it, it's a long game. Like like I said I'm like 34 hours in and that exposition dump happened at hour like 25 right. or 26 where it was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. well now like you you've already had my what's that like famous Leo gif?" It's like you had my uh, oh, no, you had it, my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Yeah, something like that. Like they had my attention already, but like now I was like, well, I I'm not doing anything else until I reach the end of the game mm-hmm. because now I need to know what happens. And the best part is, you already know. It's like you know what ha- you know what happened to the people in the past. Like you know, robots something something with robots. Mm-hmm. It's finding out how they how how they got to now right that's the part where it's like normally i don't care about what happened in the past and only cares about what happens in the future Mm -hmm. like the future doesn't matter i want to know what happened like how did we get here Mm -hmm. and the way they fill that out is really good nice yeah for me it 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 seems like again it's a game too that while it's a big game like i could what i've heard is i can go through the story in about 30 hours like if i if i don't oh absolutely a lot so 30 hours is is an acceptable time frame for me to, to play a game that i'm interested in like that uh, and like, but for example, like I'm playing Zelda right now and that's a huge open world game, but because I'm interested in the setting and the characters, I'm able to just, I'm, I can go with it. Like I don't, I don't care. Um, and so I'm hoping this fills sort of that place for me. And yeah. the, the amount I played of it, it, it was like, I played, you know, six, seven or eight hours of it and was enjoying it. So 
I, I I think that I will be able to go. What I do like, I, what I, one of the things I like about it is I like how they separate the quests or like main quest, side quest, errands, errands, and I'm like, okay, good. I can avoid. I can like ignore most of the errands at this point. Um, the only thing I wish they did was I wish they were better about the inventory. I wish they could, you could be like, just give me all the stuff that I can just sell. You know, because yeah. you have to hunt through your inventory to find that stuff sometimes. And I, like, I learned very quickly. I, I I figured it out. Like the stuff that you want to sell usually at the bottom because mm. they're going to put that really important stuff that you need for crafting at the top. Like mm. all the gray stuff you don't even look at. You're like, I right. need that for crafting. Yeah. The green, at a certain point, it was like anything green, I'm just selling. Right. And then sometimes you need components from the machines to buy other things. So what I did was I just kept one of everything. Mm-hmm. And then if I had duplicates of that, I would just like sell it. The one thing I wish they would change is like I went through wire like crazy because mm-hmm. you're using it for rope caster and trip mines right. and all this. You can only buy one at a time. Oh, really? So when you go to a mer- uh, like a merchant, it was like, well, I have five. I want to have 200. So mm-hmm. it was like hold square, hold square, hold oh, square, boy. hold square. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you find a power cell? I don't remember. Okay. It has been like two weeks since I played the game. So like right in the beginning, um, you, uh, when you find out kind of where you're from Mm -hmm. um if you're when you're walking through the mountain there's like a power cell that you could pick up um there is an incredible set of armor in the game that makes you pretty much indestructible Mm -hmm. uh and i was enjoying the game here here's how you know how much i was enjoying it i was enjoying playing the game so much and enjoying the challenge of the game i knew this armor existed and i didn't go get it until the last mission of the game Mm -hmm. uh because of the last mission of the game i was just taking hits and it was just pinging off like it's a shield like you're using a shield mm-hmm. in a way um and it was like it was fantastic to not have to worry about your health in the like the final portion of the game but for the 33 hours before that i was like no i don't want to seek it out because i'm enjoying right the actual challenge of yeah. playing the game uh, but i would recommend doing it before the last mission <laughs> just uh, just because at that point you're like i just want that i want the story part so like i just need to shoot all these machines as fast as i can to get to the, the like the final exposition right Right, absolutely. Cool, so cool. I'm looking forward to going back to it. And I'm sure when Hugh is on uh, next time, he'll talk about it as well, because I know he's probably been playing it Yeah. too. Though I think... Everyone's playing Zelda, everyone's so playing I don't Zelda. Know, I'm the only person not playing Zelda right now. Yeah, he was playing Horizon, but I think the same thing happened with him that happened with me, which is that um, kind of moved off. They're just too similar, like, it just in, like, their scope. It, it's just... It, and there's... You're doing too many of... Even they're doing very different things. Like, for me, the main problem is... If I play Horizon for a chunk and then play Zelda again, I'm going to get buttons confused and then vice versa. Yeah. So I just, I'm sticking with this one and, and I, uh, update, I have finished all the dungeons in, in Breath of the Wild. Wow. Uh, there's only four and they're, you know, they're really cool and I don't, if people, I don't want to spoil what they are for people because the idea behind them is really awesome. Um, and the puzzle mechanics are sometimes maddening but all, but also really really cool and I, I think for everyone my experience was the first one was uh, I won't say it was frustrating because I wasn't even frustrated but it was difficult to figure out the thing like the thing that you were supposed to do okay uh, they all each dungeon has a different thing but they share a like a a common mechanic that you're supposed to take through with all of them um, and they're very cool I will say for people and it's the same thing I'll say for something like Skyrim is I know that some people are like, oh man, I played 30 hours this game. I haven't gone to a dungeon. Go do a couple dungeons because you get cool stuff when you beat the dungeons that will make your experience in the world more enjoyable. Yeah, that's whatever. I, I, I am a 
a big um, sort I'm looking for here. That's me. Yeah. Pretty much where it's like, I want to save the cool stuff for later. I don't want to get it out of the way. Yeah. But like, I, I forget where I did that. Like, I, there were tons of games I've done that in where it's like, oh, I should have done this like 16 hours ago. It would have made my life so much easier. Well, I remember someone, I don't know if it was Jackie or someone who was like, oh, I didn't. I didn't do any of the story in Skyrim for the first 25 hours. I was Jackie. And I'm like... Oh, no, that was me. Yeah, you got, that the, was me. You got the dragon shout on, like, the first mission. No, I got the... I got the. It took me a little while to go back there. I yeah. think I was. it was, like, five or six hours. Yeah. But then I didn't actually finish... Um, I think I did, like, the first mission. I got the dragon shout mm-hmm. and then just went out into the world. Right. And then, I, like, after 70 hours, yeah. I was like, all right, I guess I'll finish the main quest. Or yeah. start... Pretty much start the main quest now. Yeah. So I would just say, like, there's... Like, if I give one tip... Uh, go to the bird area and do that dungeon pretty much as soon as you feel like you're comfortable doing it because you get something from that th- that dungeon that is in that area that'll make your life so much easier playing the game. Um, but, you know, I've spent... I was looking at... So there's like a... Pretty much like a... Not a hack, but like a workaround for there not being an activity monitor that you can see on the on the Switch. Okay. Which is if you use the parental controls app and put and, and and put them on, but don't set any restrictions, it'll track how much you play every day of whatever game you're playing. You've sent me this picture. Yes. So I, I didn't realize this until Monday. So there was a weekend of me not playing it. I mean, me, of me playing it where I didn't track it. But so my, my week went like this. An hour on Monday, three hours on Tuesday... Only 30 minutes on Wednesday and Thursday. You can tell I was podcasting on those days. Um, an hour and 15 minutes on Friday. And then seven hours and 20 minutes on Saturday. Nine hours and five minutes on Sunday. Three and a half hours on Monday. And two and a half hours yesterday. I miss those nine hour video game days. I don't even know how it happened. Like I, I looked up and it was like five o'clock. And I was like, I don't even know what happened to my day. Um, but it's been cool because the last like the last like week or so my wife has been watching me play and she's been getting very into it and she helps we help with the puzzles and stuff like that so that's been really cool um and she loves the legend of zelda series but she wasn't sure if she was gonna like watching me play this game but it's been cool because she's been watching me play it but uh it's it's amazing you know we talked about some gripes last week on the show and those gripes still exist i think that some of the inventory stuff could move a little quicker like you should be able to drop weapons or shields or bows um, from your quick select menu and having to go into your actual inventory menu. Um, but so that's a little bit of a pain. And then especially when you go to a chest and it has a weapon in it and your inventory's full, it goes like inventory's full and it shuts the chest and you have to like go into your inventory, drop a weapon and then go back into the chest. They should, you should be able to do all that stuff right from that same area. That stuff's a little annoying, uh, but it's far outweighed by the cool stuff in the game and the stuff that like the stuff that you I, I, I love going on Twitter or or seeing on the internet all these little gifs and videos of things that people are doing in the game. They're just ridiculous. So one of the things... I purposely not watched mostly <laughs> any of it. So one of the... And it's cool. And for me too, I'm like, I'm like I look at pictures and screenshots because Austin Walker, he is constantly like retweeting people talking about the game. And I've been playing the game for over 40 hours now. And there are pictures I see that I'm like, I don't even know where that is. I don't know. I've never seen a character that looks like that before. Uh, and that's of exciting and, and yeah. cool. Um, there's like 120 shrines in the game. I've done 60, around 60 of them. Uh, and, and I think I've pretty much maxed out the ones that I could just kind of see from high places. That's kind of the first thing. You go to the towers, you go on the top of a mountain, you look around and you see these shrines. And they do a good job of uh, pretty much 
the draw distance for shrines is like infinite. Like you you can see them from any as long as they're visible to you, you can pretty much see them from anywhere. Um, they're pretty good about that. Um, but at this point, I think I've pretty much exhausted all the ones that are easily seen from high points. So there's probably ones in caves or ones under cliffs and stuff like that. that I have to, I have to track down and find. There's also hidden shrines that you have to kind of do mini quests to, to, to find out where they are. A lot of times those inside the shrine will just be the like treasure. You won't have to do anything inside the actual shrine. Cool. Um, there, there are a couple ones that have like pretty extensive challenges. Like you'll land in a place and it'll be like the game will kind of put up a message for you. One of them, there's like this labyrinth you can go through. There's ones that just have like elemental effects and just to get the shrine to appear. Very, very cool stuff. I'm re- still really enjoying the story. And I think that it's got some cool ideas about it. And, uh, again, I don't, I don't want to say anything specific and some, I, some theories about some of the story stuff that I want to talk about with like Matt and stuff after, after he's finished it. Cause I think there's, interesting like deep zelda stuff going on there that uh you know it's not the front and center stuff that they're talking about it's just sort of they'll say a line in in a, in a cutscene that will spark an idea in my head and it's cool that they're doing stuff like they're obviously playing with it um be lost on me they'll probably be lost on you but again they're 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 sort of they talk about it as in events that happened in the past or like prophecy or stuff that ha- happened in legend um but they're specific things from specific games that uh, it's just cool for fans that they put that stuff in there. Yeah. Um, it doesn't it doesn't make or break if you understand the actual story going yeah, yeah. on, but it's just little messages they they put in there. Uh, I, I I we talked about the voice acting last week. I still think that the the Zelda voice actress is not great. Uh, sometimes she's bad. Um, I think everybody else is fine. Like I like I like all the other voice acting quite a bit. And uh, <laughs> even though Link doesn't talk, they give you the option basically of oh. Just about everything that you, you talk to an NPC, it gives you like one or two options to, to get to the next point in the conversation. And they don't affect obviously anything larger in the world, but it kind of affects like it link like a genuine like gee gosh hero or is he sort of like a sarcastic dick? So that, that's fun to do that. Um, and just your place in the world is interesting. Like the, the, the idea of the story makes it so... Link is not always the most popular character wherever he goes. There are some people downright don't like him in, in, in places that he goes. And they've never really done that before in, in the series. Yeah, it sounds interesting. So that's interesting. There, <laughs> uh, you, you know, when you have a set of powers that you get, and it happens like at the very beginning of the game, you go around to these different shrines and it unlocks these powers for you. And like you have, a, of course, you have bombs, you have like this magnetism power, you have this stasis, but you have the stasis power which allows you to freeze time on objects and then basically build up kinetic energy on them to affect them more than you would just by hitting them once. So there'll be big boulders in shrine puzzles that you can't move just by pushing them. But if you stasis them and hit them a ton of times, they'll go flying as if you smacked them with you know, a 7,000-pound hammer or something, which is really cool. But just like everything else in the game, anything that can be moved, you can stasis. So there, there are things that people have done. Uh, there's this one, I think it was from Japan. They cut down a tree and then stasis the tree trunk, hit it a bunch of times. It was on a cliff, hit it a ton of times, jumped on the tree trunk. And then when the stasis power ran out, they, they went flying like, I don't know, it, was, it seemed like hundreds and hundreds of feet on top of the tree trunk. The tree trunk hit another mountain and spun up in the air. He 
jumps off of the trunk and then paraglides down onto this island like in the middle of the the water all right that's pretty cool it's really cool like and you, it, it's something that might happen to anybody else ever can you stasis enemies when you upgrade the ability yes you can stasis enemies and that's very cool as well that sounds awesome um it helped me a lot in one of the boss fights <laughs> that, that i was going on but you know it, it has it does that thing too where it will give you it encourages encourages you to talk to npcs even ones that aren't quest givers because they'll often drop hints to you of things that you might want to find in the world. Like I basically found the very special sword that, that is very big in the Zelda lore um, by following clues from just random people that I talk to in towns and stuff like that, which was very, very cool. Um, I, I, you know, it has all the classic Zelda sort of species and, and, and places, but it remixes them in some very cool ways. Um, Are you using the amiibos? Yes, I am using the amiibos. Uh, so I get some. I'm very rich in meats and vegetables and arrows. Have you gotten any like the rare stuff to drop from them? I have not gotten anything really rare. Not not yet. No. Um, but it's it's random, so you can drop it any at any moment. That is. Um, have you used uh, Wolf Link? Yes, I. Well, I used him once and completely wasted him because I spawned him and there was an enemy chasing me, and so he went to attack the enemy and then just got killed very quickly. Um, but. He's very helpful in finding the shrines. Oh, that's good. Because the shrine detector, you have a, you have you have you have a, you unlock a rune on your tablet thing that uh, beeps when you're near shrines, and it, you know it just it ha- starts with like one. It looks like a little radio symbol, and it starts with one circle when you're far away, and, and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. But it's only good to get you sort of like in the general area. Area, like it can get you pretty close, but if it's like under a cliff or in someplace weird you're kind of like, and you can't see it, you're kind of shit out of luck. The the wolf will run to the shrine nice. for you. Um, so that's cool. But I'm just having a great time, like going around the world, looking for shrines, doing stuff. Like I constantly, I ended up on this island the other day and it was so awesome. Like what it made me do. So everyone's talking about this one island yeah. that has this like interesting mechanic to it. Yeah, Eventide Island is what it's called. Nobody talks about what it is, and it's like I eventually I'm gonna have to play this game. Yeah, it's a cool surprise. It's just a really cool surprise because you know it, when you finally get there, um, it, it you see it. You can see it on them once you unlock that section of the map. You can see this big island, this pretty big island off the coast, but you don't know why it's there. Um, and when you go there, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, it forces you to do things in a in a way that you wouldn't that you you haven't been doing for most of the game, cool. which is neat. And the game's full of that stuff, you know. And and the game is great about if you see something that looks weird or out of place or interesting, if you go there, there's probably something there. Whether it be a shrine or there these these korok seeds, which are these basically upgrade materials. You collect a bunch of them and you turn them into a guy who plays maracas and does a dance for you, and it upgrades like your inventory space. Okay. Yeah. And I recommend everybody upgrade your, your like weapon inventory space first because that's the one you're most going to need because I'm constantly throwing away weapons. Uh, but at this point, what I like to say too is like some of the stuff that I was kind of like iffy about, which is like the weapon breaking so quickly and stuff like that, I've really come around on because it really makes you not be precious about the weapons that you're carrying. It's just get into combat, fight, and then when they what, if your weapons break, it's fine because those people you're fighting are probably going to drop weapons you can grab too. It's amazing because, like, uh, I remember Mass Effect 2 had a, I forget the name of the weapon, but it was, like, a mini atomic bomb mm. that you would shoot out. I can't remember what the name of the weapon is, and I don't think I ever used it. I, like, <laughs> I had it in my inventory, and I was like, I'm saving this for the right moment, mm-hmm. and then I, I never, I, yep. I don't think I ever ended up using it. Yep. 
And that's the way I am with like some of these games. It's like, why would I use this? Like, like this could be like a one-off weapon. I might, I might need this for a boss. Oh yeah, totally. Oh, I'm, I'm absolutely the same way. It's like when you finish a game with like 99 potions. And you're like, oh, maybe I should have used some of these along the way. Yeah. I probably didn't need to save all of them. Well, that happened to me with sort of like Final Fantasy 15 because I was saving because that game is so maddeningly vague about like what items can be used for. Like you could sell this, but it could be used for something else. But right before I went to the last boss, the last area, I was like, well, I don't need this shit anymore. So I just sold all of it and I made like a hundred thousand gil. I just bought every sort of like Phoenix down and shit I could for the final area. Um, and there's some of that here too, because like some of the item descriptions in Zelda are like, this is a very like rare. This is this is a valuable gem that has the power of water. It, it f- could fetch a high price from a vendor, or it could be used for something else. Um, fun, yeah, very fun. Uh, but I've I've really taken to I really like the cooking stuff. Like I just like it's a good break from the regular stuff. I just go to a town and just throw a bunch of stuff in a pot and make some cool elixirs and stuff like that. And they're cool because, like, I, you know, I get these. I've learned a few things now that um, always work as far as recipes go. And I like uh, if you cook certain things, you get attack bonuses and and or defense bonuses. And I'm you know, there's certain liquors that give you extra hearts uh, above above your normal hearts. I always have stamina boosting stuff in my inventory in case I'm climbing something and I run out of stamina. Um, so you learn those tricks as, as you go along, um, and it's 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 a lot of fun. I, I I'm loving it. I was saying to you, it's like. It's got that Metal Gear witness sort of level for me, love right now. We'll see how it all ends up. Um, I'm assuming you're going to continue loving it. I'm assuming too. Uh, I've got really, all I've got left in the main quest is really take down Ganon. So I'm going to do as many shrines as I have the patience to do, basically, before I give in and go fight, try to fight the final boss. I think I'm actually going to start it in like two weeks. Cool. Uh, We're going away for the night. And I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring the switch mm-hmm. and see what happens. And I, I might play for a little while. Yeah, I think we were, we were talking about before is like this year is just nonstop. Yeah, I mean, we 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 mentioned it last week, but it is just nonstop. Yep, it is. Um, we just finished like you. I forget what you said. Like you wanted to keep up on like not drowned in the things going on. Yeah, you were staring down the barrel of I forget where were like the big three. Horizon, near no, it's four. Horizon, near Mass Effect, and Persona. Yeah. Yeah. And three of those games are giant. Uh, Near is can be completed. I, I heard in like ten or ten hours, which sounds wonderful to me right which now. Which sounds like <laughs> ten hours. Sounds like heaven. I could do that in like one sitting, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's crazy because you know I was saying like if, if this had been most other years at this time, there'd be nothing out, or there'd be or one or like two things, one or two things maybe. I I would keep I would I would keep playing Zelda and just like. Play shrines and this kind of stuff, but you know what's usually out at these times, like this time of the year, really good indies. Yeah, where, like, this I is said, where where's my Firewatch? Yeah, where's your fight? Like this is where Firewatch comes <laughs> yeah. out, and this is where you know other games of that ilk would come out. Yeah. So far, we've gotten only one of those, which yeah. we'll talk about next. Yeah. But none, and mm-hmm. it's been like if last year was the year of the shooter, mm-hmm. this is the year of like the fifty-hour game. I don't want to say open world because like Persona, Persona is not right. open world. No, it's not. Uh, but. Persona is could be a two hundred hour game yeah, depending, depending on, how you, on how you play it. Yeah, it's at the minimum probably a hundred hours. Yeah, probably around hundred hours. Like, I was looking on Reddit and I saw people say they they finished like the Japanese because people it's out in Japan or yeah. obviously people finish it in 75, 80 hours. Uh, yeah, and a quaint, a quaint, a, a quick, a breeze, a quick, a quick breezy eighty five hours. You know, so for me, we we were talking about this via text because like you know we we have to think about like 
the same thing with Horizon and Zelda, right? It was like, which one are you? Which one is going to be played by who? So we can talk about them both because we can't play them at the same time. They're too big. Um, and you know, I, I, I'm going to after I finish Zelda, I'm going to do Horizon because if I don't play Horizon, you're never going to go back. It's going to get lost, I, and it's just there's and you can't go, but you can't lose this game. Yeah, exactly. And I know that, so I've got. I'm going to play it right away. Um, and I might play depending on when you get done with Near. I might play them concurrently because I can. I can see playing like three hours of horizon and then like an hour of near, you know, and, and doing stuff like that. Um, and get the, and then, but then we, have, the real thing is we have mass effect coming out in a week. Yeah. Which is nuts. Not even a week now. It's a couple days now. Um, and then we've got persona the first week, two weeks later, the first week in April. I was going to say, let's split persona, but it's a hundred hour exactly. game. <laughs> like by the time you're done with it. Yeah. Well, like, I don't expect I'm going to play Persona and I'm going to play Persona mm-hmm. because Night in the Woods has made me think the strangest thing Night in the Woods has made me interested in playing Persona and those games could not be more different except for one thing mm. they're they're based on days mm-hmm. it is a daily thing that you're yeah. doing in Night in the Woods mm-hmm. you get up in the morning you go to sleep at night yeah. and I've heard that Persona is like that yeah and totally I is. normally would not like that at all but I liked it in Night in the Woods mm-hmm. we'll get there it's a good transition to Night in the Woods. <laughs> it is. Yeah. But yeah, like I'm going, I, I can picture, like, I don't know if I have time to do a hundred or 200 hour Persona game. you know? Especially with all these things coming out. And I still have promised myself I'm going to play The Witcher in the summer. <laughs> and I still have to start Zelda. Right. So I don't know how this is all going to shake out. Yeah. Um. So basically our plan is for. Is to never do anything outside of video games ever again, apparently. It's true. You are going to be playing Mass Effect for sure. Yeah, uh, my my goal was to play and finish near this week before Mass Effect starts. Mm-hmm. But I like there's so much I want to do in Horizon still that I want to bang that out. I'm going to play I might be playing near and Horizon at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um and and I, I know Hugh and Kelsey are both super excited about Mass, Mass Effect. Effect. I'm be playing both. And I'm very excited about it too. It's a game I love that series, but with Persona coming out 2 weeks later and not having played Horizon yet. If I'd already finished Horizon, then it'd be a different story. I'm like, okay, story. I'll play Mass Effect because that game is going to be probably thirty hours. I probably I'm gonna I'm gonna guess if the series is uh, any indication between thirty and thirty five hours. Yeah, which again, it's a long game, but so that's, to me, that's not a long game anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is feeling like two years ago when it was like every other day there was a game coming out that was eighty to a hundred hours. This thing is like thirty to thirty five. Like I say, thirty to forty hour games. To me, that's like. That's good. Mm-hmm. Like I get enough out of the world. Like I get enough out of it that it's not overwhelming. Right. And at the end, of, like at the end, I'm like, uh, usually at that time, it's like I'm good. Mm-hmm. That's why I put off playing The Witcher for so long. Right. It's because that game will take me like between eighty and hundred hours mm-hmm. to get through all of it. Right. So it's, I mean, I, I keep putting it off. Like I just don't have time. I don't have time. Mm-hmm. I don't have time. Meanwhile, I'm filling up forty here and forty here and forty here. <laughs> right. <sighs> it's great. Yeah, it is great. I'm really excited. I've been excited about Persona 5 for two and a half years or three years or whatever. But, you know, I'm excited about it because I heard so many great things about Persona 4, but I missed the boat on Persona 4. Same. And it's just not a game that I want to play. I didn't want to... The, the Vita version I bought and played maybe three hours of because I was like, I don't want to play on the Vita. this long a game on this on this screen holding it. Like It's the game where I can sit in front of the TV and just go to town yeah. on this thing. And if I want to play it on the video, like remote play or something, that's fine. But like, I want the main experience to be on this big screen. Um, and so I'm excited to ch- check it out. I mean, it looks like it has style coming out of its ears. Four days. Yeah. <laughs> 
So we'll we'll see how that goes. I'm gonna play as much of as much as I can. Um, I don't know if I'll have time to get through all of it, or even if I'll have the drive to get through all of it. Who knows how I'm gonna react to it? Yeah. You know, and having played the, the thing games. is, I I was like, we both just play like if it's if it's like let's just say like 120 hours, I'll play like a fourth of it. Yeah. 40 hours, uh-huh. which is like in a full game of something else. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. We'll see. It's crazy. Um, hope. I mean, I think once we're past this corridor we're in, however, I think that the those super third. long games... I do, I'm bad at math. It's a third. <laughs> those crazy long games seem to at least back off a little bit. Like, we've got Prey coming out, but that should probably be a 10 to 15 hour game, I'm going to guess. I'd say like... Oh, that was something else I played on my... Uh, it, it, Prey reminds me of... Bioshock. Bioshock. Right. I played through the Bioshock collection. Mm-hmm. And those... I would say those are longer than like... I, I'd say more on the 15 hour side okay. if it's anything like those yeah it supposedly is i'm gonna guess 15 15, 15 hours, hours. Yeah, yeah 15 to 20 hours um that's fine like that's that that's that's very digestible um and i don't think i know we, we've got i don't know a lot of i don't know exactly what's all coming out in the summer i know that we've got shadow of war coming out in august the summer is pretty much open yeah like as far as i know the last big thing is Prey in May, mm-hmm. and then June, July, nothing. Yeah. That was why I was scared. Well, Splatoon 2. Right. But that's not a game you sink like a million hours into. No. Yeah. Um, uh, arms. Arms. And then Mario Kart. But yeah. those are games. Yeah. They're going on the Switch. Um, yeah. But nothing like super huge yeah. as far as I know. That's why I was planning on like, hey, The Witcher is mm-hmm. my my summer game this year. Yeah. Like that is what I'm I'm diving into because in September... <laughs> I I guess we're getting my guess is that's when we're getting Destiny two. Oh yeah, and then goodbye everybody, <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, yep. If you remember how this podcast started, <laughs> yes, it was built on the back of Destiny. It was. We'll have to get Kelsey to play it. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, the new victim. <laughs> so I forget where I, where I, I was. Uh, the weekend I went away with Ange, um, all of the guys somehow Jack was like Jackie played Destiny with them, and I Jackie was. In fine, I'll say in fine spirits while playing <laughs> the newest raid, and it was basically a whole bunch of Jackie. Stop looking at the ceiling. Um, they had a good time though. That's good. Yeah, Destiny two. We'll see. Oh my god. E three is gonna be. I'm E3 sure. I'm sure it's gonna blow it out and, yeah. and talk all about it. But yeah, I mean that's gonna. It'll probably be the right time for people who haven't played Destiny to start playing Destiny. Yeah, and if that. well, if its current release schedule holds, Red Dead is supposed to be in fall as well yeah we'll see about that i I don't think it's going to make it march (laughs) yeah i think so but if it holds like please don't hold yeah a year from now we'll be talking about it slip go ahead (laughs) because we don't know what else is coming we know we we know we know the new call of duty is coming yeah the new battlefront is coming with the campaign yeah so i'll be super into that there's a new assassin's creed coming that's right yeah egypt supposedly supposedly that's the that's that's the rumor anyway um yeah we don't really know i mean a lot of stuff we, we know most of the big stuff that we really know about is coming out before that that big fall yeah, like quarter. I feel like we were in the same spot last year where it was like we don't know we, were. we know what's coming out in the winter because these four games always come out in mm-hmm. the winter. Uh but other than that, like there's no um Dishonor two like sneaking in there somewhere. Yeah. Like those type of games. Yeah. Like I don't know, well maybe maybe we find out that the sequel to Wolfenstein will be out. Oh yeah, true. They could show that I mean they showed they Dishonored show at E three. Yeah, they will show it. And E3. then they released it in November. So yeah. they could do the exact same thing with Wolfenstein. I think they'll do that. Um well Mario Odyssey is also out in the Oh fall. that's right. Yes. So we know that for sure. Um yeah. But uh you mentioned being excited about Persona because of Night in the Woods and we talk we're gonna close out the show with, with this with this game here. 
Um, so Night in the Woods, yeah, indie game that you mentioned before. You don't want to hear me yell about you near for a few minutes. We, we, you want to you want to save the near conversation? Yeah, we'll save the near conversation. Okay, we play a little bit more. I know that Justin was frustrated because you can't save during the first what hour of the game? Uh, Forty five minutes. Depending on how you play it, it's like like a half hour. Okay. And I knew that, and died twice. Yeah. And I was mad. That was a very um, reminiscent of the Bloodborne text messages. There's ha- that the last time I got angry at a game like that was Bloodborne. <laughs> yeah. Text messages. Justin's like, "Well, I'm done with Nier. You can have it, but I'm sending it back quick if you don't." Justin's. What did I do? I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah, you have an update from Windows. Okay. So just so you know. All right. It's going to restart in 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 inactive hours. Oh, great. So there you go. Um, Night in the Woods. Night in the Woods, which uh, is a we mentioned it last week, but it's it's a story focused. I call it an adventure game with light platforming. It's an adventure game. Yeah, with light platforming stuff. Um, very light where you play as a a young girl named may who is uh basically home has dropped out of college and has come home to her hometown and things have changed drastically also she's a cat yes that's that's the hook about the whole game is that everyone is an animal they're all animal people but they and i've seen this tweet go around they also have animal pets yes they do they have they have cats they have cats cats. it's like put like some low-key slavery going on right here (laughs) somebody said help yeah it's 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 that's a weird situation, but it for all of that it's it's a very um, I think relatable and realistic human story told through these animals uh, because uh, the writing is really second to none in, in in what it's going for. Yeah, and it's all text. There's no voice acting in it, which I originally thought was going to be a hindrance for me, uh, but it ended I can't up, picture a voice acting. Me neither, and. And I think it was, again, mentioned Austin Walker again. He was talking about it. He was saying that he thinks it's good that it was all text because the language, while it feels very, um, the writing, which feels very real to the way we communicate now, it feels a lot like the way people communicate, you know, in text message form or on a messenger app. Um, and so saying it out loud might not sound as good as being, having, reading it. Yeah. Um, you could see that with like in the game's trailer, like one of the main characters in the game sees you and he's flapping his arms mm-hmm. and he goes, "Hey!" <laughs> and I didn't even th- make that connection there with like the text messages part of the yeah. game. And when you said there was no voice acting for a second, I was like, "Wait, was there?" <laughs> because like there wasn't, but it it made no difference no. to me whatsoever. No, the characters all feel incredibly real. Like the the inter even if you haven't gone through exactly what these characters are going through or you speak even if you're of an older generation like we're an older generation than these these people are yeah um but the 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 sort of broad strokes the things they're going through the 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 bonds that they form the problems and the crises that they're facing in an emotional and character way are ones that i think everyone goes through at some point in their life so it was really cool to see that stuff because I don't think I've seen quite it done this way before in a game. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned it before, but when you first said, like, oh, I'm going to play Night in the Woods because we were doing, like, PlayStation was doing that, hey, spend 100 bucks, get back mm-hmm. 15 or whatever. And I had already known, I, I had probably, like, 30 bucks left to spend, and you were like, well, look at Night in the Woods. And I looked at it, and I was like, no. I just looked at the screenshots, and yeah. I was like, I don't need to play a game where I'm running around as a cat person. Like, it just does not seem like anything I want to do. <laughs> um, and Alex Navarro of Giant Bomb was like, don't sleep on Night in the Woods. And he posted a picture 
in the game of like um the two of the characters riding a bike and like the art style is really really yeah it's crazy looking but it it works mm-hmm. and at certain point it actually looks like really nice mm-hmm. like um they're riding a bike and there's like a sunset going on in the background you're like this is striking mm-hmm. so i was like all right let me watch the trailer and i watched the trailer and i was like there's weird things going on mm-hmm. here um it was the part where in the trailer she's got a baseball bat and she's breaking lights yeah uh like on the top of a supermarket i was like all right mm-hmm. i'll give it a shot and then i saw that it was like Wait, there's a rhythm game component to oh, this? Yeah. All right. So I downloaded it and I, because it was Bobby's suggestion yeah. to me. And like, I plowed through that you game did. in like two sittings. Mm-hmm. And it's a, like an 11 hour game. Yeah. On a Friday night and a Saturday night, I started playing. And like, most of the time now on like a Friday night, like, I'm tired. I'll mm-hmm. play a, like until maybe one o'clock. And I looked up and it was like 3 45. Oh, wow. And I was like, I, I need to sleep. I'm going to be up in a few <laughs> hours. And then the next night, I was like, all right, I'm going to do this again. Mm-hmm. I forgot why. I think it's because Horizon was coming out. I was like, mm-hmm. we want to finish this as yeah, soon as possible. Right. But also, part of it was like, I legitimately was just into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're, you're this high school dropout who comes home and finds things are not exactly the way that she remembers. It's easy to wear rose-colored glasses when you're 17 years old, but when you yeah. come home or 18, you come home, 22 years old, Things look different. Like yeah. the people that you hung out with, you, they have a different view on life. Yeah. Um, like, and it's not always the way of the view on life that they want to have. Like some of them had to grow up in like a very quick way, mm-hmm. very fast. And like that meant something to me. I, I think they give you choices for dialogue. Yeah. And at first, like the first time you see it, you're it's the start of the game mm-hmm. and you're choosing like Hey, remember back in like summer of whatever? I I don't remember the exact wording, but they used. But it was yeah. like remember back when this thing happened. Yeah, it to was. The town. It was sort of like the beginning of Firewatch in some ways. Like, yes. not as not as like emotionally pulverizing as the beginning of Firewatch, <laughs> yeah. but you're choosing sort of your backstory at, for yourself. Well, this wasn't even like the backstory. This is more of the backstory of the town. Yeah, and your grand. It was oh, your grandfather okay. as well. Yeah, um, the night your grandfather died is how it starts. Okay, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Um. I'm trying to think. I, I lost my train of thought really quickly. Um, so yeah, you're 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 choosing these things, and the character that you're playing with, uh, or you're playing as May, mm-hmm. she's just a hot mess. Oh yes, she very much. She is. is like she doesn't understand the way that the world is. Mm-hmm. The world actually works. Yeah, like most early twenty something kids. Absolutely. But some some of the people around her have, like, it's that quintessential. This is the town that nobody ever leaves. Mm-hmm. This is the town that if you go to college, you're somebody. Yeah. You you made it out of here. Mm-hmm. So the kids the, the the kids that she hung out with, she comes home to, they're they've got a whole different mindset. They're like, college, you know, I, I've been working for years. Yeah. Like this is not the way the world works. And at first, the choices that you have with her, you could choose different things and you're like, Well, I want to say this, but I don't want to be a dick. I you know, mm-hmm. But eventually, as the game plays out, and this originally frustrated me, but I grew to really appreciate it, sometimes the answers that you're presented with, neither of them are good. No. You're talking to one of the characters, and you're like, I don't want to say either of these things. Why don't I have the ability not to? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, yes, the game's giving you a choice, but it's it's giving you a choice, but not really giving you a choice. Yeah. They're telling you a story. You're just choosing which way you, you which words to say mm-hmm. in the story that they're telling. Yeah. And your character is just a screw up. Yeah. Oh yeah. And screws up all over the place. And I know that that doesn't sound like if you had told me that before the game, I would have been like, I don't want that. But it works really well here. It gives it gives the rest of the characters more depth because 
they're bouncing off of the total anarchy that your character is. And you grow uh, to appreciate them more. Yeah. And, like, see their way more. And then, like, it also, like, wrapped around and was like, oh, yeah, like, obviously, like, even I didn't think about that. Yeah. There's a cool inverse to the story, too. You mentioned the thing about, like, it's a small town. She goes away to college. And if you go to college, you're, you, 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 you're someone. Like, you're getting out. And usually in these kind of stories, she would come home and she would have grown up and everyone else would be the same. But in this story, it's the opposite. She went away to college and didn't grow up. She stayed exactly the same. And the people, like you said, when she come home, they've all started to grow up and decided to do things with their lives or go places with their lives or are frustrated where they're stuck in their lives. And their problems are not things that can be solved with easy answers. No. Um, Sometimes there is no yeah. solution to the problem. The character, and that's the way life is. Yeah, the character B um, is very much like that. She has a situation where she's kind of stuck. In, it, be, be, by her, she's stuck because of herself, but it's because she doesn't want to let down or or um, be the cause of pain for people that she loves. And so she's planted in place at, at, at the moment. Um, I love the interactions with the parents. I think they're great. I think that... Um, they paint, they paint the parents in a very realistic light for, you know, cause they never fall back on the crutch of, of like the parents who just don't understand what's going on with their kid and, and just want them to do what they did when they were kids or whatever. There are times where they get into fights and they're very real fights, yeah. especially between the, the, the mother and the mother and, the yeah. mother and, and May. But, uh, they're always resolved in ways that feel more realistic than just some big, huge emotional, you know, crescendo or something like that. They're solved by like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry for what I said. Can we just like move on? That, yeah, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's great. And there are some great, there's a, there's what I love about the game too, is that there is stuff that you can miss or there's you have a, to miss because there is a ton of stuff you can miss yeah. and that you have to miss. Yeah. At a certain point in the game, I, I didn't know this playing it, but like you're, I mean, we're not even talking about the gameplay at all, mm. but like you wake up every day, yeah, and you're a high, you're a college dropout. Yeah. You don't have a job. No, and your mom's like, "What are you gonna do today?" You're like, "I don't know." Mm-hmm. And now you have the town that you can walk through, and through the town there are different things if you look for them mm-hmm. that you can find. There's mm-hmm. different people that you could talk to. Um, there's like little, almost like little side side things that you could go do. Uh-huh. But you have your two main friends, yeah, B, yeah, and Greg, and Greg. And you choose which one you want to hang out with. Now, I didn't know, but at a certain point in the game, they just throw you into the end. Like, you've reached the point of no return. Yeah. Now the end game is starting. Yeah. And you're like, I didn't hang out with Greg at all. So the picture that made me play the game, I never saw because I just hung out with B because she was like the first one I spent like an extended amount of time mm-hmm. with. And you go on like adventures with those people. Yeah. Like the adventure, it could be to the mall. Mm-hmm. But you, there's like a ton of like backstory and exposition there. Yeah. The music is fantastic. The music is great. The rhythm sequences are hard. Like one of them was. It's been a while since I played Rock Band. It was. It was tricky. It was tricky. The first two. The first one was easy. Not easy, but doable. Yeah. The second one was media, medium. Like I got through it with a. Oh, you did a great job. Thing. The yeah. third one. No, no. I, I. I couldn't do it. And they're goddamn catchy. Yeah, and there's like, of course, there's like YouTube covers of the songs with like yeah. real people. It's it's it, they're cool. Um, and then. You wake up sometimes, and then you go back. When you're done with your day, you go back home and you go to sleep and you start the whole process over again tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but like sometimes I would like before I went to sleep, I was like, "Oh, let me check my computer." Mm-hmm. And there's this like 
roguelike game you could mm-hmm. play on your computer. And I spent like, out of the 11 hours I played in the game, I might have spent like an hour and a half or like two hours playing this dumb little roguelike yeah. game. That I was like, well, I'm not going to beat the, I beat the, all right, I beat the boss. So let me just do the next level. And yeah. I was like, all right, I beat the boss again. No, I, mean, I died. I'll come back to this later. And it saves your progress on <laughs> yeah. the level that you're on. Yeah. And it was like, this is enjoyable. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, don't, don't sleep on yeah. night in the woods. Mm-hmm. Like it, in a, since we've been doing this show, we've, we've like, we've all focused on like a couple of indies here and mm-hmm. there. Like I really liked Oxenfree, mm-hmm. Bobby really likes Firewatch, mm-hmm. but like night in the woods for me, like in a pure storytelling sense is like, my, is maybe my favorite mm-hmm. out of all of them. Not maybe it is. It is my favorite out of all of them. Um, just because it's so quirky and different mm-hmm. and it's, it's got its hands in so many different areas. There's just like a stealing mini game. Yeah. Which I didn't understand how to play until until I hit like literally was like maybe if I just do this and let go of the controller it'll work and I was like okay that worked now I'm a master thief. Mm-hmm. Um, the writing is top notch. The character development is good. It's got we haven't even talked about like the like there's more going on in this town than meets the eye. Yeah, uh, which is like a, like a second the second act of the game mm-hmm. or like the the added on thing. Like mm-hmm. yes, it's it's a game about relationships. But there's also like this weird sci-fi thing going on yeah, in the background yeah. and you keep having these weird dream sequences yeah. where you're running around and some amazing music is yes, playing the music in the background. Is amazing, yeah. Um for like Night in the Woods is one of my favorite games. I mean, it's going to be one of my favorite games of the year for yeah. sure, but as far as like hey, this is a $20 downloadable game, like one of my favorites of all time. Yeah, it's and it tackles I think really uh, really important issues as well with mental illness and anxiety and dealing with there. There's some really, I think profound stuff in it that they use the everyday stuff and the sort of supernatural science fiction aspects of it to both tell that, give that message in, in, in a really intelligent way. Um, and there, there's one point where may is talking about something she went through uh, when she was away at school, and, and you 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 don't know why she left school until basically the very end of the game. Um, and there's a quiet moment where she's having a conversation where she talks to, about what happened. And it's they hint at things yes. of why she left, and like yeah, like I want to know more about whatever that is. But they make you wait for it. Yeah, they make you wait for it. And when, but when they but when they do tell you, the way she describes why she left, it, it's amazing. And yeah. it, it's, it's like I've never thought about that concept in that way before the way that they describe it. And I'm sure it's obviously a very personal game. I'm sure that the the designers, you know, it's, it's not, it's, I think it's basically made by two people. Um, so that, that obviously it's very personal touches going out throughout it. But there's something like my, my wife also played it and there's, there's a part in the game where you have three kind of tasks to do. Uh, you have three like areas you have to go to one, one with the two, one with one of the friends, Greg. One with one of the friends, B, and one with your friend Greg's boyfriend, Angus. Who I is never one even, of, I never even got to see Angus's. So he's one of my favorite characters in the game. But but in the same way, it, basically what happens is you you do the first two, and you don't do Angus's before that. You kind of you go to the next stage of the story. So you, you only get to do two of them. You only get to do two of them. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, because when my wife did it, she did Angus and I think. Bees, but didn't do Greg's. Uh, so, and she told me about what happens in the Angus one. And, I, and she, oh, she goes, oh, poor Angus, huh? And I said, what are you talking about? And she starts telling me the story 
She goes, you know, the, story, the scene where he tells you this, this, this. And I was like, I didn't get that scene. She's like, wait, when he went up to the, the park with him. I was like, no, I didn't do that park because I did these two. And it was like this crazy, like amazing scene that I never got, which was very cool. The trophies are like, some of the trophies are whacked out right now. Yeah. So I have a save that's right before the end of the game. And they're like, they're like, oh, we're going to fix it and stuff. Mm. But the second that that stuff is fixed, I'm going back in and I'm I'm going to replay the whole game again yeah. and do it from the 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 perspectives that I missed. Like, yeah. I didn't get to hang out and do like the big story missions with Greg. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to do that. I want to see that. Like yeah. what you just said. Like mm. there is a whole bunch of like side quests that I didn't even get to see, mm-hmm. um, or I only completed like twenty five percent of. So I'm going to try and eventually platinum the game because I like. Not just for the fact of like I like getting platinums, but because like I want to see everything the game has to say and offer. Yeah, and some of the that was one thing. I mean, I don't know how it's changed now. It's been a couple of weeks, but like a couple of the trophies were zero. No one had them. No one had no, no, like I because I go I'll go on the websites looking. Yeah, and it was like even the community was yeah. like the, the like the trophy hunting community was like we don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, because it doesn't give you like it's one of those trophy things where it says like the name of the trophy and like some like witty text underneath it. It doesn't tell you like what you actually did to get the trophy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that game is fantastic. Fantastic. And it's, it's easy. It'd be easy for it to get lost in every, all the, cause all the stuff we just talked about before we talked about night in the woods, but it's a game that if you have any interest in games that focus on story, this is a game that you should play. We um, had an email like a, a couple of months ago and, um, Oh, talking about story and games. And, yes. Yeah. And it was from, mm-hmm. it was from, um, a lady and I. I'm sorry if you're listening. I your name it, it escapes me. Forgive right. me. It's been it's been like two months. Was it Rebecca? I don't think it was Rebecca. Okay. Um, it's gonna bother me now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. If you're listening, please let me know. Yeah. Um, but she was she asked like you know a lot of these story ones just didn't connect with mm-hmm. me. Like, can you point me in the direction mm-hmm. of a story based one? And like, here you go. Yeah. It's great. It's great. All right. I think that's gonna wrap it up. Talked about a lot of games. We did. We didn't even talk about all of them. No, we didn't. And we did an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> As you, we always wonder, like, should we get questions? Yeah. We, we, we might go too fast. And Bobby's like, we are constantly always fine because yeah. we will talk forever. <laughs> yes. And we could have talked a lot more. Um, but yeah, so if you guys want to get in touch with us, please, at Talking Underscore Games, keep sending in questions. We love to, we love to answer them. We have some in the backlog, but we still we want more. Yeah, we want more. Uh, games at TalkingComicBooks.com is the place you can write longer form questions if, if Twitter is not your thing. Um, please, please, please review us on iTunes. Um, it would really mean the world to us. Um, and I've decided every week we, we, we record, I will read out your, your name and your review. If you leave an iTunes review, um, we'll pick one at random if we get more than one in a week. So leave us some reviews, uh, for, for that. Um, you can follow me on Twitter and get in contact with me at Bobby Shortle, Justin. Jeroke, J-R-O-A-K. And, uh, Yeah. That's going to do it for Talking Games for this week. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Bobby. And thank you to all of you who are listening. Until next time, be good to one another.